The Will Cain Show podcast is presented by the Capital One Saver Card. Earn 4% cash back on dining and entertainment, 2% at grocery stores, and 1% on all of their purchases. It is Stugatz and Mike Ryan filling in for Ryan Rosillo today. I guess I'm Will Kane. Is it Rosillo and Kane yet? I don't know. I don't know if they're going by that. Are they official? Are they official? I don't know. Saruti, is it official that is it Rosillo and Kane yet, or does that happen after the new year? What happens here? It's been announced January 2nd. Let's go. Okay, Okay. so it's been announced, but not until January Right, 7th. but I, so Rudy, what I'm wondering is, are we filling in for just Ryan Rosillo today, or are we filling in for Rosillo and Kane today? That's You're filling in for just Ryan Rosillo today. Okay. No. All right. All right. So it's Stugatz and Mike Ryan sitting in for uh, Ryan Rosillo today. He is uh, he is in a talent meeting right now. We were not invited because we are talentless, and so we're here doing the show. And we have been on the air for four hours, so this is our fifth hour on the radio. Um, I'm already exhausted. I can't imagine what this show is going to sound like and what I'm going to feel like uh, coming up at 3 o'clock. Um, how are you holding up there, Mike? I'm really tired because I get here a lot earlier than you do. To, yes, you do. As a producer of the Dan Levitard Show, i got to get here earlier to prepare for a show. We hit the mics at 9 a.m. local time uh, for the local hour, so this is a true marathon for us. And uh, this is a first for us. I know we just we just did our first show yes. together over the weekend on weekend observations, and then all of a sudden, big league call up right here all the way to to, to Rosillo's show. Yes, and soon to be Rosillo and Kane. Yes, uh, I am happy for you. Uh, I am not happy for me that I'm sitting here doing the show, but I want to showcase you today. That's what I want to do. Topic Shay is going to join us at one thirty. Now we were offered the chance to do an entire hour with Todd McShay. I wanted to do that desperately. You did not. Like I, I, I want as much McShay in my life as possible. You did not want McShay for an entire hour on the show. Today. I would have loved to have spoken to Todd McShay for an hour. I would have figured out how, but he, the way it was pitched to us was, "Hey, you're starting the show with an hour of Todd McShay." <laughs> right. I'd find that a little odd because most people haven't really heard me. The people that are listening to Ryan Rosillo, let's get real. I don't think they're that familiar with the executive producer of the Dan Levitard Show. Mm-hmm. So it'd be a weird introduction, wouldn't you say? Hey, it's me, the producer of the Dan Levitard Show. Here's an hour of me with Todd McShay <laughs> out the gate. I mean, I guess I don't know. I feel like we could have made it work, but it's fine. I don't want to. I don't want to blow up the construct of this show. They have a good show. I and- do. Well, I know you do, but I don't. Um, so we're going to have McShay on. We settled for a half hour of McShay. Yeah. one thirty to 2. We'll talk draft and whatever else we want to talk about with McShay. His funny. hair. Yes. His first mock came out, his hair, which is fantastic. In fact, I would say, here is my gold, silver, and bronze medalist for hair at ESPN. Writing these down. Okay. The bronze medalist for hair at ESPN, believe it or not, is Saruti. Really? Oh, yes. No, yes. he does. He's got a great lid. Saruti has, and I'm not certain Saruti's not the best-looking guy at ESPN. He's a very good-looking man. Yeah. Saruti, how do you feel about that? Am I? Uh, are you properly rated there? Uh, I'm blushing, so thank you, guys. Really appreciate right. that. Um, right. I think I used to have a bun, so I think you're thinking of when I had actual long hair. It's now all gone, so I'm sorry. sorry oh, really? There. I, I was know. thinking about you with the bun. That's, that's, that's the last that... time I saw you, I think. Yeah, you had the bun in the hair. So so what, is it completely shaved off now? Or? Yeah, it's pretty short, you know. Simple, right. simple dude look. But the fact the that the fact that you can grow it out to a place where you have a bun and the bun actually looks good on you, um, I still have you as my bronze medalist. Um, McShay is actually my silver. He's medalist. also my silver. I was going to say, yeah, because I think I think we agree on who's our who's our gold. 
and there was a big debate about silver and gold. Silver's McShay, and what I like about uh, McShay is he has the ability to sort of go with the seasons. Right. You notice right now it's fall. His hair's a little bit darker. Mm-hmm. Once he starts talking draft in the springtime with Kuiper, all of a sudden becomes a little bit strawberry blonde. Right. Yeah, I have noticed that. It's interesting. Uh, so we have Reese Davis, right? No. Oh, really? No. Even though Reese is uh, my fourth, I was going Will Kane number one. Wow. Yes, because we've said often Will wow. Kane looks like golf. But Will Kane's got a great lid. That lettuce you can put in a hat. Yeah. It'll come out the back. It looks great. Not unlike Saruti, but I guess I, I'm I'm doing the thing where Will's more famous than Saruti. Yeah, I guess. Um, Saruti, how do you feel about that Will Kane's hair? It's totally fair. He has more of like the clean cut, like part look. So I, I respect his decision. I respect your decision. But what, but what I respect most about Will Kane is yes, he can he can tighten it up and it could look great and very professional. But I'm sure on the weekends he can literally let his hair down. I think Will Kane right out of bed, like right when he wakes up, I think he looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I really do. Wavy, good. And hair. now's the time yeah. of year where he starts putting sweaters over dress shirts. Right, That's such a good look, especially for him. It really is. Um, so Rudy, are we on TV today? I have no idea. Like we, we have no idea what we're doing here because we're down in Miami. We're down on South beach. This is where we do our show. The Dan Levitard show with Stu Gatz, uh, 10 to one Eastern on ESPN radio, the ESPN app, ESPN. You were on in too many places. Are we actually on television today? It's a funny question because I got an email from our TV producer this morning asking if we were on TV. In fact, and no, we are not just radio. Okay. So right, they, just you radio. guys aren't cool enough. I'm sorry. Maybe in a few years. All right, so how should I feel about this? We weren't invited to the talent meeting, and we're not on TV today. Like, what's on TV? If all the talent's in a meeting, then what's on TV today? Because we're here grinding it out, doing seven hours of radio. What What is on ESPN News today, Saruti? What's on in place of us? Golik and Wingo re-air. I think this oh, is the that, third straight time it's been on. I'm so live, one other re-air, and then this the second re-air. Right. I see Windhorst on ESPN. How'd he get out of the talent meeting? Why'd you get out of the talent meeting? Well, someone had to do the show here. Yeah. I think uh, I think what's going on is there's a handful of talent that uh, maybe already had their meeting because McShay, he's going to be joining us for at least 30 minutes while this meeting's going on, and he's going to be all right. What made him so special? Well, his mock draft came out. Oh, big yeah. day for him. Yeah, yes, so they needed right. him. That's why we're talking. Right. Anyway, it's time for Straight Talk. It is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Best phones, best networks, no contracts. We'll update the Levitard Show polls uh, coming up next, and then McShay's going to join us at one thirty. And all the benchmarks and games that they play on the Rosillo Show, I've requested, uh, made a request to Saruti that we play them all in one day. In fact, I might want to do it all in one segment. Just play every single game that they have and just mash them into one segment, maybe one hour. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But, Mike, you are big on this. We're down here in Miami, and I think the Stanton story down here is, for a lot of different reasons, is a lot bigger and a bigger discussion point uh, than it is anywhere else. Because in most other places, especially New York, it's being celebrated. Yes. You have Judge, you have Stanton, you have this great lineup. Who doesn't want to see that lineup? I'm a Mets fan, and I can't wait to watch the Yankees, okay? That's how excited I am to see Judge and Stanton and Sanchez and all the other guys uh, in the same lineup, and they might get Machado, too, uh, from the Baltimore Orioles. But what people don't realize, and I don't expect them to, I don't expect people to know the history of Miami Marlins baseball and how many times this fan base has been let down by the owners and by Major League Baseball. I don't expect you to know it, but it's a totally different story down here, and it is not one of celebration. It is one of major disappointment. It's been a sad week down here. Yeah, disappointment, but also anger. Yeah. People are fired up about this. Yes. And I, I this is one of those cool parts where I realize, hey, we have some influence because of our place 
our day part here on ESPN Radio. Right. The national discussion, I kind of feel, before we sort of came along, and Dan, who's been crazy passionate about it this week, was one of celebration. It's Giancarlo Santon going to the Yankees, paired with Aaron Judge. This is a dream for Major League Baseball. This is very good for Major League Baseball, and it doesn't matter to them that Miami's very angry. But we're going to try to prove it to you that we are, because yes. what happened down here was damn near criminal to this uh, market. It's really bad. I mean, just the optics alone on it are confounding. They really are. Where you have you have Rob Manford and Major League Baseball um, selling a team, the Miami Marlins, to Derek Jeter and his group for $1.1 billion. And then you have Derek, the optics on it. Just, just forget about everything else. The optics. Then Derek Jeter, who grossly overpaid for the team, doesn't have enough money to buy the team, and is paying himself $5 million a year. His first major move is by trading the reigning NL MVP at the age of 27 to the team and the market that he had a Hall of Fame career with. A team and a market that he will always love more than the team in the market that he presides in right now. He will never love the Marlins the way he loves the Yankees, and he trades Stanton. His first order of business is to trade the reigning NL MVP to his old buddy Brian Cashman and his old team, the Yankees. It is such a bad look on so many levels for Major League Baseball and for Derek Jeter. I'd like to get into some more of this in the next segment. Um, because I know what the reaction is nationally to uh, a bunch of guys from Miami complaining uh, about what's going on with the Marlins. You didn't care about the team. You didn't go to the games. We see what that looks like on television. You need to understand the history of what's happened in this, uh, to this market when it comes to baseball. We don't go to the games because we've been betrayed by Major League Baseball. Every time you've gotten to know a player, every time you have a genera uh, generational player like Miguel Cabrera or Giancarlo Santon, they're gone. And it's a vicious cycle where the owners do this to the market, but then they say they hold up the attendance. Because of their actions, they get to say no one came to the game, so that's why we had to do this. Right. But no one's coming to the game because of your actions. And a quick history lesson for people who don't know. Wayne Huizenga was the original owner of the Marlins. They won the World Series in 1997. He spent a lot of money to win that World Series. The next year, he broke the team up. He eventually sold that team to Jeffrey Laurie and David Sampson. They came in, they operated, they lucked themselves into a World Series in 2003. Then they started to trade pieces of that team away, and now the team was just sold to Derek Jeter's group, and the first order of business for Derek Jeter is to take this team and start picking it apart, and you're going to be left with a minor league team. That's it. You'll be left with a minor league team. And so you want to, you know, say the fans are bad down here, that's fine. Maybe they're not the best fans of the world. But any fan base, I don't care who it is, deserves better than what the Marlins fan base has gotten from Rod Manford in Major League Baseball. Any fan base, the worst fan base possible, deserves better treatment than what Marlins fans are getting down here. And to your point about fielding a minor league baseball team, now reports are circulating that Marcelo Zuna is on his way to St. Louis. Oh, boy. All right, coming up next, that's Straight Talk, by the way, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, nationwide coverage on America's largest and most dependable 4G LTE networks. Coming up next, we're going to update the polls from the Levitard Show, and we're going to get you ready for Todd McShay. In life, there are talkers and there are doers. Sometimes it's not hard to tell the difference. Mike Bloomberg has spent his life getting big things done. 
starting his business out of a one-room office, Mike built a company with 20,000 employees, all with good pay and quality health care. Elected mayor in the aftermath of 9-11, Mike got to work helping rebuild a shaken city, creating nearly 500,000 new jobs and expanding health care for nearly 700,000 New Yorkers. Now, there's a clear choice. Do you want a debater or a doer? Someone who can fix health care, who's done it. A guy who's unafraid of tough challenges, who has a track record creating jobs, who's taken on the NRA and won. That's Mike Bloomberg, a proven leader who can unite our country and get big things done. That's who can beat Trump. That's who we need in the White House. I'm Mike Bloomberg, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Mike Bloomberg 2020. And now another edition of Obvious News from GEICO. Experts now say that wearing more clothes in the winter will, in fact, help you be warmer. We asked cold victim Trent Patterson about this, and here's what he said. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. I I was a little cold, put on a sweater, then wasn't cold. I was like, what? Also in Obvious News, GEICO makes it easy to save money and easy to reach them, with licensed agents available around the clock. So switching is a really smart decision. That's Obvious News from GEICO. Mike, do you want to update the uh, the polls real quick from our show? For those of you who don't know, uh, Rosillo is in a talent meeting. Uh, I am Stugatz. This is Mike Ryan. We're filling in for Rosillo today. We uh, we host the the Dan Levitard show, of course, along with Dan, ten to one Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPNU. And so the guys are in a meeting today, and they asked us to do two shows, and so we're we're gladly doing the two shows here. We're doing it with a <laughs> Glad- smile. Gladly, yeah, we're doing it happily. We're doing it with a smile on our face. At least, uh, at least Mike is. Yeah, you're dragging. I am. I'm tired. So anyway, at Levitard Show on Twitter, we update the polls at the end of every show, and we didn't have time today because we were talking about Giancarlo Stanton because Dan was yelling yeah. at Major League Baseball again. Dan's fired up. So uh, I would like Mike to update the polls right now. Again, it's at Levitard Show on Twitter. Uh, this one dates back to the uh, local hour of our show. Was that good entertainment or was it uncomfortable? Do you remember what that's in regards to? Yeah, that was Dan calling the uh, the owner, the majority owner of the Marlins, and I can't remember his name. Bruce Sherman? Bruce Sherman, and he got his assistant on the phone, and I found it to be very uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. It, Dan was threatening, too, yeah. saying, we're going to call you every day until I speak with him. What was her name? Chris. Right. Then I called Chris, and I butted her up for about 15 minutes, and uh, we're having dinner tonight. All right. Well, 52% said uncomfortable. Okay. So maybe Dan needs to work on his tone a little bit the next time we try that. <laughs> There's no maybe. There. And there is a post-it on this computer saying try it again tomorrow. So he's dead set on this. Okay. Next poll. Do you believe Kendrick Lamar when he says he saw an alien when he was six years old? I do. That comes from a Howard Stern interview Kendrick Lamar uh, recently did. Kendrick Lamar doesn't do many interviews, and I guess because uh, he'll just readily admit that he's been abducted by uh, by aliens. 57% of the audience said no, they do not believe Kendrick Lamar was abducted by aliens or saw an alien. All right. This one's one of yours right here. Okay. Has Billy Donovan underachieved? I think Billy Donovan's done a fine job as the coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder, so no would be my... Well, 69% of the audience say he has underachieved. How has he underachieved? Someone explain that to me. Billy Donovan came in. It was a perfect job, but he came in. It was Kevin Durant, uh, Russell Westbrook. He got them to the Western Conference Finals. They were up 3-1 in the Western Conference Finals. They ended up losing. Yeah, it had well, nothing to do with Billy Donovan. I think, I think it's that part where they ended up losing. Well, okay, they lost to you know a team that many people call the greatest team they've seen in the history of the NBA. And they were up 3-1 on that team, and Billy Donovan did not squander that lead. Kevin Durant did. And then once Kevin Durant couldn't beat that team, he decided to join that team. And then the next season, without Kevin Durant and just Russell Westbrook, 
Donovan got him back to the playoffs. So they're struggling 26 games in this year, but I'm going to give them some more time. Because that Oklahoma City team, it's funny, Mike, when you see them play, there are there have been a handful of games where everything's clicking. That game against Golden State, where they blew them out and Golden State was healthy, where you watch that team, and that team looks really, really good. They're also nice where they look really, really bad. But it's 26 games in, and I'll give them 50 games or so to figure it out before I start crushing Billy Donovan. Yeah, but what you just described is a 500 basketball team. There are good moments and bad moments, and that's what the Oklahoma City Thunder are right now. All right. Should Mike McCarthy have negative three rings? Yes. The audience agrees. 63% say yes. Right. So we take the one that he has away, and we give him negative three. So we're subtracting four. Yeah. Because he should win more rings with Aaron Rodgers. The most egregious was uh, blowing that game against Seattle. Right. Everyone wants a point to the onside kick. Shouldn't have gotten that to that point. Right. Um, is Adam Vinatieri going to still be kicking field goals as a mummy in his 90s? Uh, I would say yes to that. So does 87% of the audience. All right. Are you a self-serious gas bag if you refer to the NFL as a National Football League? I would say no. 81% say yes. Okay. You agree with only 19% of the audience. Okay. Did you know that every time John Travolta goes to the bathroom in Pulp Fiction, something bad happens? I did not know that till today, but now that I think about it, yes, every time he does, something bad happens. 60% of the audience just learned that for the first time, too. All right. Do you feel shame when you land in the minority of one of our polls? Um, I never have, but I'm certain people do, yes. Well, 47% are feeling uh, shame right now because yes is in the minority of the poll. <laughs> oh, this is a big one. I have to open up a new window for this. This is uh, one of the more hotly contested uh, polls that we have, and it's one of the most important. All right, hurry because up because you got about 20 seconds here. Who is your favorite friend of the show? Let me vote for who I think. And the winner is, wow, this is astounding, Jason Leisure with 54% of the oh, get, vote. Get out of here. He's a Dolphins beat reporter for the Palm Beach Post. <laughs> for the Palm Beach. Cody didn't win that thing? Leisure. I thought for sure uh, Cody would win that thing. All right, Todd McShay going to join us next to talk about the National Football League. Now that Human Resources VP Ashley Campbell has Kronos for HR, payroll, talent, and time, she's managing her workforce like a rock star. She even has her own hype song. I'm the spark before the fire. I'm the power in the train. I have a really diverse workforce with different hours, skill sets, and pay grades. Don't stop. Don't stop. I'm the dream. You should know that. Now we're motivating and engaging the right people. Every step of the way. Kronos, HR solutions for the modern workforce and the people who support them. Learn more at Kronos.com slash HR Swagger. Congrats, Mike Ryan, filling in for Ryan Rosillo today on ESPN Radio. Todd McShay going to join us in just a second in studio, giving us the Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Best phones, best networks, no contracts. What did, um, you got a text during the break there. Who texted you, and um, what was the text about? When I was updating the polls, who's the greatest friend of the show, and Jason Leisure from the Palm Beach Post, who only joins us, by the way, on the local hour. Right. He won the poll overwhelmingly. Yes. But Adnan Verk texted me. Right. I'm a top five friend of the show, according to that poll. 
To which we looked at each other and said, isn't he supposed to be in a meeting right now? Right. And I asked him, are you texting us from the meeting? And he just responds with one word, busted. <laughs> the talent meeting that's going on in Bristol right now. Now, I did learn from Saruti that he is sitting right next to Ben Lyons. Yeah. That which, of sense. course, he is. Yeah. I mean, Adnan is always sitting next to Ben Lyons. I imagine that Todd McShay is in studio right now. So I imagine that's that's... That pairing makes sense. Like, if you're going to a group meeting at ESPN, it would make sense that that Adnan be sitting next to Lions. But I am guessing right now, now, I don't know how McShay got out of this meeting, but I'm guessing if he went to the meeting and Kuiper was there, I think most people would think, hey, it makes sense if McShay was sitting next to Kuiper. But I'm guessing McShay would sit as far away from Kuiper as possible. Todd, is that fair? I'd probably wind up sitting next to him. Only because he, Mel can't get from the bathroom to a studio. And so right. I'd wind up having to, to direct him there. I don't even know how he got there with, without me getting him on the bus. Well, how'd you not get there? Yeah, see, it's all, I don't know, it? man. I, I I guess the mock draft, I've been on every show today starting at 9 a.m. I've got college football live, NFL live, got to tape a bunch of hits after. I think it's. I think they're just trying to get the most out of, out of me today. I got a couple of things to say to you guys, first of all. Okay. One is, yeah, well, he probably has beef with us. Oh, no, 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 I have no beef. Okay. Well, because no, no. you know what you know what I'm going to say. It's kind of weird. I'm going to address the elephant in the room. It's kind of weird that we're talking to you because you know how much Dan hates the draft. Oh, and anytime I, I say Todd, I want Todd on the show. He yells at me. He throws a phone book at me. Right. Actually, yeah, I'm sure. I, you know what? I still love your show, even though I know he hates me. That's fine. Thank that's, you. That's good. Uh, one, you guys are animals. Okay. I, I've got a long work day, but seven hours of radios, no joke. Congratulations. Two, Thank you. Uh, Mike Ryan. When are you getting yeah. your own show? Three. When am I getting my own show? Yeah. Stew on that for a second. Three, okay, I'm a stew. Mm-hmm. Last time I came on with you guys, you you said that I, I seemed a little angry, and and then you sent me off with the Musburger second down and nine, which right. is a clear indicator that I I was angry. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I was, so I went back and I, I checked the tape. I was really angry. You were. I yeah. think a yeah. month of just sitting in a dark room and then watching tape and then going outside and being freezing cold i think it got to me and i didn't even know it so thanks for pointing it out guys it's soul crushing i imagine yeah, yeah. well we sort of wanted to ask you about what else do you do with your time because i can't really imagine you just binge watching something on netflix or going to a movie i just always imagine you breaking down a temple guard <laughs> I, I i break down some some netflix too like, I've, I mean, I've watched I, i've watched like ozarks and some different uh, yeah what's todd mcjay's favorite movie Ooh, favorite of all time yeah yeah have you seen one? Yeah, I've seen a few movies. I haven't been to a movie theater in years, though. That's not surprising. Of course you haven't. Like 10 years, probably. Well, you're, you're clearly always... You know the last movie a... I saw? What was the one? Um... Oh, jeez. Batman Return. No, it wasn't Batman. Dark yeah, maybe... Knight? What's that? The Dark Knight? Yes. What, what year was that? Well, Heath Ledger was just a dead. Yeah. So, um... Like 10, 12 years ago, maybe? Yeah, what was that? Yeah, 2011? It's pretty, yeah. It's yeah. pretty pathetic. Yeah, well, judging by your tan, you're never in a, in a movie theater. This tan is perfect, and I was talking during the break with <laughs> Stu Gatz. That, we'll get to your uh, mock draft here. Yeah, minute, yeah. Though. Actually, maybe we won't. Yeah, Not as important as uh, what I like to call the tan-to-teeth ratio. Oh, nice. Um, I got you number one on, on my big board, the tan and how rich that is. You guys have really been to, breaking me down today. Yeah, I heard compared it, to yes. the, some hair, too. Thank you. Yeah, we'll get yeah, to, we'll get well, to we'll the hair, get to the hair yeah. too, because okay. your hair, not unlike the leaves of a tree, changes with the season. Well, I have the worst tan possible right now. My, my hands and my face are tan. The rest of my body is very pale, and it's because I'm outside for 16 straight weeks of games. Like the last game I did was Orlando, three and a half hours just baking in the sun. Texas, right. Oklahoma. Hmm. 
So yep. this is all. So you're alleging this is a natural tan. Oh, this is a natural tan. Plus, I've had like five different updates on makeup today. So okay, yeah. when they put you, that spray you, stuff on you, you appear sun kissed. No, I, I the makeup ladies did a good job then. Yeah, yeah. Will Kane does too. Now speaking of Will Kane, yep. Okay, here's what we need you to do. Okay. Because we have a medal stand of people who have the best hair at ESPN. And my bronze medalist is Saruti. Okay? Great hair. Yeah. Better hair have... before, but great. He's doing the, the exec thing. He's got to please the suits. Right. Now, last time I saw Saruti, he had the hair. He had it grown out long. He had a bun. And so just the fact that I know he can grow that out and looks good with a bun, for me, that solidifies him on the as the bronze medalist at ESPN. Completely yeah. legit. Okay. We have you as the silver medalist, and we're sorry if you're insulted by that. No, I'm actually not. I'm, I'm shocked to be on the list. Okay. Now, Mike and I thought that, because you have great hair. Thanks. Mike and I thought it's that, beautiful. Yeah, we thought that we had, <laughs> we thought we were on the same page with the gold medalist, and, and clearly we're not. And so what I'd like you to do is, in your best kind of, you know, draft presentation, is kind of break down these two gentlemen's hair, okay? Yep. The first one... Don't do it yet. I'm just going to tell you who the two guys are. Okay. We are split here. I went with Reese Davis. Mike Ryan went with Will Kane, which hmm. I was – Will has nice hair, but I was shocked that he went with Will Kane. Will has the hair of a Disney prince. Okay. So, uh, so yep. it, Todd McShay, if you could, draft expert, you have, sat, you have watched the film on both these guys' hair. Um, can you break down first the hair of Reese Davis? Reese Davis is a, a classic talent. I mean, he's, he's a guy that you look at and you feel like he just rolls out of bed and his hair is exactly how it was before he went to bed. The perfect part, it just it never moves. He's got the nice dark fl- flow to it and, and really consistently shows up day in and day out with the same hair, the same color, the same part, the same look. This guy is the model of consistency. All right. Now, he so you, you may have swayed Mike Whoa. here, but now you're going to have a chance to sway me because... Now I need your analysis on the head of hair uh, that Will Kane possesses. Will Kane is much improved. If you go back and check his tape, a.k.a. his media zone picture, if you just Google Will Kane yeah. and study that tape, you're yeah. going to see a, a guy who, who wouldn't even have been in the conversation. So what he's done is he's gone to work every day. He knew what he had to do. He's really He, he just understands the game, and he understands that, hey, if I'm going to be a TV star, if I'm going to be on TV every day, I'm going to be on with Stephen A. Smith with my takes. I've got to have the right hair, and I've got to make it look good. And I'm going to also bring the beard with it. I think that's a big part. Don't overlook the beard. It kind of all flows together. Will Kane, to me, is maximizing his skill set right now. You are good. I mean, Levitard has no idea what he's missing out on. <laughs> fantastic. It was fantastic. You are. Oh, we I mean, love well, you, McShay. The, the one time I was on with you guys, I had, I had a tone violation. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. you did. So, uh, I, but I you, so far uh, today, fantastic. And so much so, we're going to bring uh, bring you back for a second segment. And because you were so good, we'll actually discuss your draft. <laughs> Maybe. Your, yes, yes. Maybe. Possibly. Okay. McShay uh, released 1.0, the first mock draft. It was like Christmas morning for me when I saw it. It's fantastic. More with McShay next on the Brasilia Show. And now another edition of Obvious News from Geico. Experts now say that wearing more clothes in the winter will, in fact, help you be warmer. We asked cold victim Trent Patterson about this, and here's what he said. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. I I was a little cold, put on a sweater, then wasn't cold. 
I was like, what? Also in obvious news, GEICO makes it easy to save money and easy to reach them with licensed agents available around the clock. So switching is a really smart decision. That's obvious news from GEICO. Continue on with Todd McShay. We'll get to his mock draft here in just a second. There's a big talent meeting going on up in Bristol right now. Is this Goo Goo Dolls? I have no idea. Nailed it. It is Goo Goo Dolls? I think so. Were, really? we, play, were we playing yeah. that ironically? Get a thumbs up from the crew here. All right. Uh, so there's a big talent meeting. Mike, um, Mike you, uh, that's not your, you're not rolling that out, are you? I, I do. I do so ironically. Oh, you do? Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, better than that. I've actually been to a Goo Goo Dolls concert. Have you really? Ironically. Wow. Really? Yes. Yes. In fact, I have post-its. This is actually a weird revelation. I have post-its uh, hanging on my fridge, and it's Goo Goo Doll. It's a Goo Goo Doll notepad that I <laughs> just have in my kitchen. That's funny. I'll <laughs> oh send you a picture. God, yeah, no, I swear. I wouldn't I swear. be bragging about that, but that's cool. No, I, but I do so ironically. Yeah, I get it. Um, what's the cheesiest concert you've ever been to, McShay? Cheesiest? Like the one that you're most ashamed to admit that you went to it. Uh, I, mean, I went Dave Matthews. I went to a Ooh. handful of times. I kind of oh. like Dave, though. Oh, you you would. I mean, I kind of like Dave, right? Well, how old are you, Mike? I'm 32. 32. Yeah, that eight years is a big difference. I feel like. Right. He's but, a hipster. No, I'm, man. I'm not defending it. It is what right. it is. Right. How about you? Oh, I've been to, uh, God, I've seen Barry Manilow. Stop it. I'm jealous, actually. No, I'm serious. No, I, 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 would, I would totally go to Manilow. I've seen Manilow, uh, McShay, and I've also seen Neil Diamond. Oh, I, I, I saw I you go to Neil Diamond. Diamond. <laughs> Dude, oh, McShay, it's yeah. such a great show. I had I could front see row for Neil Diamond last year. It was amazing. There was a lot of Neil Diamond going on in my house growing up. <laughs> was there really? Yeah, my dad what? was a big up on the record player. Really? Yeah. I, I uh, Most people my age got into Neil because of Saving Silverman, which is one of those good, bad movies. Yep. Right. Um, and he's become a, a sort of icon. I got so into his music, and they're catchy as hell. He actually has so many great songs that he doesn't even perform that's been redone. You know that great song, Girl, You'll Be a Woman, too, from Pulp Fiction? Yes. Neil Diamond. Red, Red Wine. Neil Diamond. Oh, was it God. really? Yeah, man. Oh. Why'd you get him started? And the you? cool thing is they're all, all Neil Diamond versions of his songs. Doesn't he songs. have to pay a fine for this? Oh, I got to talk like Mel Kuyper. Yeah, yeah but it's too. a new show. Yeah, you have to talk. You have to break Todd, down Todd, songs. Todd, Todd, yes. Todd, Red, Red Wine by UB40. It's actually a, a Neil Diamond song, and you could actually check it out. It's definitely a Neil Diamond song. You could pot it up on your Apple Music or Spotify, Red, Red Wine by Neil Diamond. Absolute classic, Todd. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. I, I just want to ask you a quick question because this talent meeting's going on, and the three of us were not invited because we don't have any talent. And... And so, but Mike and I were laughing during the break. Uh, McShay, how do you imagine this goes down? So, Greeny's in the talent meeting. Yep. And Wingo is in the talent meeting. Yep. And Golick walks into the talent meeting last because he's always late. We imagine Golick to be last in the talent meeting. I'm going to ask Mike first and then Todd. How do you imagine? So, Golick walks in. Greeny has taken his seat. Wingo has taken his seat. They're on opposite sides of the uh, of the room there. Does Golick sit closer to Greeny, or does he sit closer to Trey Wingo? I think he sits closer to Wingo, but I like to picture it differently. I have uh, Golick and Wingo already at the meeting. Golick is sitting next to Wingo, but he has an empty seat next to him, and he's reserved it for his good friend, who is now fashionably late because he's big time and he moved to New York, and he has an open seat next to him, and in comes Mike Greenberg. And they lock eyes for a little bit. And Greeny then turns away and sits next to Jalen Rose and Michelle Beadle. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I, now, I'm going to play your game, even yes, though I I'm looking it. at 
Trey Wingo right now as he's hosting NFL Live. But I'm going to play your game. Oh, yeah. So he's not in the media. Okay. okay right. But hypothetically. Okay. hypothetically Peter of the mind. Okay. I, I just feel like it's it's like that awkward vibe when you're in the restaurant with a, your new girl and then your old girl comes in. Mm. <laughs> you know, where you start getting like, you try to, you play it off cool. You're not going to let anyone see that you're nervous, but your heart's pounding. You're sweating a little bit. Right. This right. lady killer has been in that situation a you lot, apparently. You seem experienced, Big Shay. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. All right, let's get to, uh, so, so your mock came out here, uh, your first mock of the year. And I guess nothing's really changed from the standpoint of, you guys all said before the college football season that if all these guys came out, there's going to be five or six quarterbacks taken uh, in the first round. What's interesting is I was not, and this is just me, and maybe you're seeing things that I'm not seeing. The two guys you have at the top, Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen. Um, man, Todd, I'll just say it. I wasn't terribly impressed with either of those guys this season. This is a, this is a really hard class right now because I know the talent is there with the top three, Rosen, Darnold, and Allen. Allen, pro- Allen played the worst of all of them at a lower-level school in Wyoming. His two, three losses when he was healthy were against Iowa, Oregon, and at Boise State. Six and one. In, uh, in in play against non power five teams, but he just he didn't he didn't improve this year. And I listen, he lost four guys to the NFL on offense from a year ago. And and though you just don't reload at Wyoming, he has the arm, the mobility, he has the competitiveness, he has he can do a lot of things that very few people, even in the NFL, can do at the quarterback position. But the two areas that are most important important are in terms of. Success in the NFL or accuracy and decision-making, and that's where he has been very inconsistent. Darnold and Rosen, I mean, listen, I, I feel like I've been a defense lawyer all fall long, and I can't excuse some of the things. I think Rosen is more polished and ready to play in the NFL today. I think Darnold has the intangible qualities and the ability to extend plays, and I think would when, when – Given the supporting cast at solid, I think that Darnold is going to wind up being the best of the group. But right now, I also think he'd be wise to go back to school and gain some more experience. So it's a tough call he's got to make. Go back to school and be better set for maybe the long term of his career, or do I take the $20, 25000000 million in guaranteed money? Well, Todd, I'm actually um, I'm actually a Browns fan, and the Browns are going to be picking number one overall. So this yep. is obviously a hugely important decision for them. It just seems to me, in watching Sam play and watching and hearing you uh, break him down, it seems to me there's more bust potential with Sam Darnold, just in sort of the reckless way that he plays. And the Browns have to get this one right. Do they have the luxury of being patient and waiting for this guy to, to not be a bust? Why not go with more of a sure thing in Rosen? There's no such thing as a sure thing when taking quarterbacks. That really isn't. And so much of it, unfortunately. Look at Jerry Goff, man. After one year, we were ready to write him off. Then he gets a little bit of better supporting cast and, much more importantly, a coaching staff that knows how to coach the position and is going to work to maximize his strengths and what he does best. And all of a sudden, you know, he's playing like he is this year. So it so much of it is where you wind up. I mean, some of the guys that the Browns drafted may have been good other places. But, but you know, I, just, I worry about anyone that winds up going there, although I do think that they can coach the position there. Now you have to have a general manager that's going to get some consistency in terms of the organization. I would bet on Darnold. Rosen is more polished and is a better quarterback, but there are concerns in terms of loving the game, needing the game, coachability, et cetera, that scare me more than some of the things we saw on the field from Darnold this year. 
All right, Tom, we've got about 30 seconds left here. Who's the best player? Is it a quarterback or is it someone else? Who is the best player in this year's draft? I think Saquon Bar- Barkley, the Penn State running back. I, 235 pounds to move the way he does. He can catch the ball. He can block. I think he's going to be another one. We've seen Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott, and uh, Fournette in the last few years. I think he's another one in, in what's becoming a pretty good line of running backs. All right, Todd, we appreciate it. This was fun, man. This we was appreciate fun. it. We'll have to yep. do it again. We'll tell Dan we like you, and we don't care what he thinks. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we uh, will discuss Giancarlo Stanton.